Sweet. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mushroom Food Podcast. With friends. Zach is back again. Hi. I'm back. Shorty's back. Yeah. Tell a friend. Um. <laughs> now, two weeks ago, I think it was, we were going to try out a new timer, right, from the news? Yes. But now that Zach is here, we're actually going to try doing this timer. Okay. Right? So. Okay. Um, goodness gracious. Dead air. Okay. Um, <laughs> I believe in you, Chris. Ready? Nope. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Go. So, I guess, where should we start? Uh, the goat died. Oh, yeah. Rest in uh, peace, Kobe. Wait, to date us? Yes. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe to date us. Yeah, Kobe and nine other people died in a horrific helicopter crash, and uh, the world rightfully mourned him. Yeah, um, but more importantly... An organization very tied to this podcast, very, very much. Uh, the Oscars is going to give him a moment of in memoriam this year's uh, ceremony. He because did he, win an Oscar, didn't he? Uh, he did. Best animated short film for Basketball Dreams. Ah. He had the basketball dream. So Kobe Bryant is going to get a in memoriam at the Oscars this year. That's that's interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, so the next thing, um, Alex, you and I remember this very fondly, not really at all. Uh, Chris, this was a little bit after your time in the movie theater. Uh, movie pass is dead. It filed for chapter seven. Oh, oh I forgot about that. Oh, man. Burn, man. That's a hardcore crash. My friend Kyle Alex, has I movie know, pass. Alex, I know you and I remember this because we don't with this a lot at the movie theater. Uh, People try yeah, to use this was after you left, I think, that this really kicked off at the movie theater that we so all were glad I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Was, but, Alex, you can you can remember all the, the complicated issues we had and I I would love to tell a work story about this actually. I got in trouble one time over movie pass. <laughs> I know I've told you this story, Alex, uh, where I had the uh, the the four people come in and try to pay for one for four tickets with one movie pass. And I told That's them to right. do it. And then they went and reported it to our supervisor who told our manager. And then I got in trouble for it because apparently I was being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, the, the, the confusion over that did cause a lot of problems. Yeah, movie pass was cool in concept, not cool in practice. Not at all. Now we got AMC stubs or something right uh well, it's a little bit different own. uh that whole kind of netflix style movie theater thing just kind of died on its hips um but um yeah so we'll move on real quick from that because that that isn't that big of a deal but um birds <laughs> of prey's first reviews came out birds of prey or the emancipation of harley quinn yeah um People are calling it really fun. It's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff going on with it. Um, 
I'm intrigued to see how good it ends up being. A lot of critics are saying it's really, really fun. It's very interesting. And it just felt like Shazam a lot, which was super unique and interesting and funny and had a lot of fun shooting it, which I would imagine Margot Robbie and all of them had a great time uh, shooting that with you and McGregor. I haven't really looked into the reviews, but uh, honestly, I'm super happy that people are, are enjoying it and that they're at least entertained by it. It's like she had, it seems like she had good intentions, good intentions for wanting to make it and just wanted to put it out there. She was like, I think there's a lot of like badass female superheroes in the DC universe and we should, you know, promote them and put them in movies. So she did. And like, if the movie's fun, I'm for it. That's all I want. Like, Good superhero movies, and to be honest, if like Margot Robbie becomes like the next, like I, I guess, well, I, I don't know what her Marvel equivalent would be. Maybe Star Lord or something. I don't know, but like to, to for her to be the breakout thing of this mess to just kind of like elevate above everyone, above Superman, above Batman, above, above everyone, like it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, um, and that I think I I like that a lot. I'm not sure how much I like it, but I think. It's good for the industry and it's good for the genre overall. Yeah, it's different, different perspectives, yeah. different things. Like I'm for it, and also it just looks cool. I like you, McGregor, playing a bad guy. I like yeah. the, his henchman, who's like, I've, I, he's been in all these movies playing like this like douchey kind of '80s bad guy, but now he gets to legitimately muscle up and be a, like an assassin, and I'm cool. Yeah. I'm so cool with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that happened. Uh, so Chris, what? I'm so sorry, but Alan Harris died today. Rest in peace, Bosk. Who's Bosk in Star Wars? Uh, he's one of the bounty hunters in Empire. One of the the the, the scaly one. He's the the lizard guy. We see him in the scene with all the other ones, right? No disintegrations. Yep. So is that the only scene he's in? Uh, in Empire Strikes yeah. Back, yes. He, he played anything... a bunch of cameo. He's played it. He's been in a bunch of cameos since he 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 was like an uncredited role in New Hope and Return and I believe also in Phantom Menace. But he's That's mostly me. known for playing that Empire Strikes Back role that has gone on to do lots of stuff and make him very famous functionally. He was in Doctor Who for a while too, I guess too. Thank you. That's what I wanted to see. What other like if anybody knew anything else about him? Not just you guys. Like. I'm interested now. I love. I like. It makes me wonder. Like, if you have a small role in something like that, but you had a career, and then like when you die, does anybody like take a second to just be like, what else were you in? Um. So Alan Harris. I'm gonna look up his IMDb real quick, just to kind of give an idea of what he was in. Uh, it looks like his acting roles is kind of minute, but he was in Doctor Who for 1977-1986, where he played a bunch of roles. Um, he was in Flash Gordon. <laughs> he was in The Shining. He was the wait. He was in The Shining. Yeah, he was a extra. He was a ballroom dancer. That's what he's credited gotcha. as. Uh, this so, is a this is basically a man who's been in just about every major nineteen seventies nineteen eighties sci fi project. And uh, yeah, he, he was in a lot of just uncredited roles where he just kind of chilled on set and did some stuff. And uh, I guess he did. Um, he he did uh, a bunch of miscellaneous crew where he was a double for Valorum, 
He was a double for C3PO. He was in the he was uncredited as a stand-in for Dark Crystal. He was uh, stand-in for Gene Hackman in Superman Two. He Ooh. he was a stand-in in Rocky Horror. I mean, this is a guy who has just been in everything. Is there Hellraiser? Oh my god! I think I think three things. Either a he's the he's related to someone famous, um, or he is the nicest guy in the world and just really fun and just has all these like he's just really cool, like just acting around and everyone just thought he was a nice guy, or he got everyone drugs. <laughs> well, he's from London, so I'm guessing either he was the nicest guy in the world or he just got everybody drugs. It's possible, man, because there are times when I look at, I'll watch uh, TCM and they'll just tell these yeah. stories, and then like you'll read a book about like someone who was really in the background. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, his only job was yeah. to get people cocaine," and you're like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Yeah, I mean, he worked as a male model for most of his life. He was good friends with Anthony Daniels, apparently, and that's how he got onto Star Wars. And then he kind of from there just kind of chilled out. <laughs> It just seems like he stuck to the sci-fi world. He was probably just a geek and just geeked out on all that stuff. And everyone was like, yeah, man, join in. Yeah, I... I'm, Party I'm, down. Yeah, he's just had... It seems like he's just had a fun, interesting career where he just kind of had got to have fun and he got to do some, some stuff and he got... And <laughs> he's tied to so much stuff. Just random stuff, too. It's not Random, like, yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not like it's really specific. He's just in stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, awesome. That guy lives. That guy probably lived a, a severely interesting life. Yeah, I mean, he's like one of those guys where he's just everywhere, and you're not really sure if he's done stuff, uh, what he's done. But you, you 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 think about it, and you're like, this guy's really just chilled everywhere, and just kind Dude, of was there. And they're like, hey, you, uh, D- D- Daniel's friend, uh, Harris. You just come here and get the suit on. Just stay in the scene for a minute. And he's just like, oh, whatever. Shut, guys. I just want to be handy. I just want to be friendly and helpful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, that's, uh. Shut up, EC3PO. Whatever you say, George. I'm just here to have fun. No, uh, guy seems like he had, he had a really, really great career. And that's, that's. Huh. Dude, I'm glad. I'm glad, man. He sounds like he was a pretty interesting guy. He's connected to all these different things, all these creative people. He got to go to all these like events and just like he seemed just connected. Like he was probably just a super charming guy. Yeah, very much. Crazy. So yeah. Um. So the last bit of news we got real quick is the. What are you doing, Chris? (laughs) I'm just. uh, I just opened something. Go on. Go on. Okay, uh, that's something Chris and Alex probably want to talk about the most that came out, what was it, yesterday, the thing? I don't know when it came out, I just got to it now because you reminded me of it, and okay. like I, I just haven't got to it, and I I'm don't, just really... I, don't I think, Chris, I think you mentioned this yesterday, it might have been today, whatever day it came out, it's in the last two days, uh, Fast and Furious 9. Yes! Yes! Okay, so... You sent a text to me that you sent in the message that it was uh, four minutes long with an exclamation point. I got when I watched yeah, it, it didn't minutes, feel seconds. like it. it. No, it, it didn't. Too short. It was too short, in my opinion. <laughs> I, am, I am super excited about this, guys. I got lightheaded. 
like, oh my god, man, like, the redemption arc of this series is so interesting to me. The behind the scenes of this series is so interesting to me. I don't care about the punches and stuff. I care about, like, the guy that saved the series is back. That Han is back. Han is back. Like, I love it. <laughs> Bring back... Oh, my God. Bring back Giselle. Like, oh, my God. I'm so about it. Like, Bring back Wonder back... Woman. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. When, when her, I think her name was Giselle in the series. Giselle, yeah, yeah. Um, so like when, when Mad Max came out and I saw stuff about that a year ahead of time, I was like, that was my most hyped movie and it delivered on every count. Same thing with baby driver. It hasn't happened yet since those two, like I've, I've had some close calls, but never, I, this is my most excited movie of the year. Like right now, <laughs> bar none. Like, I don't know what else. Yeah. <sighs> oh man. Oh man! It had everything that the other movies had at the same quality. It had like an awesome girl fight. It had a fight that was funny with Ludacris. It had great car stuff. Dom catches people with cars. Some more people catch cars. Uh, There's an amazing stunt that involves absolute silence as the people in the car are wondering if they're gonna die or not. I I love these movies. They're 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 awesome. I love. Have you seen Hobbs and Shaw yet? Yes, I have. Yes, oh. I have, Crit. <laughs> it was excellent. I love it. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I watched it. It was really good. I'm, I was telling Zach about it. Um, I, uh, I, just, I liked their bickering. I thought it was funny. It was the antithesis of what happened tonight with this movie. Um, I, it just... It worked really well uh, because of how stupid, it, like the stupidity of it, reaches a point where literally the end of the movie is that that saves them both. That that the, how they defeat Black Superman is through them discovering that they have to work as a team. That's second grade level stuff, and that that being the answer to everything made me laugh so hard, while at the same time still being about family and still. <laughs> So just starring amazingly captivating people with great action and funny jokes and, and I loved it. It was great. Just uh, it was, it was just such a great time. The, the none of these movies are reaching Fast Five level for me, but I don't care. Like they're so close, and I'm so happy that they're trying. I love it, man. These this is the best. Oh God, I just love when people say that they were around. <laughs> they're like. I love when I say that I was around for the birth of Futurama. Like, I was there for day one of Futurama. I think that's a show that, like, beginning to end, it's such a journey behind the scenes and on screen that you're just like, I I love it. And it's the same thing here. Like, I was there for the first Fast and Furious, and I was like, this is a dumb movie. And then they kept making more. And then by the fourth one, I was like, I'm going to see what's up with these. And it was terrible. And then the fifth one came out, and everyone's like, see it. And I did, and I was like, wow. That was a great time. And then they just kept getting better because of one guy saving the series. A guy who had never, like, was just starting to make movies. This, like, small dude who made a small, like, heist movie with, like, Asian people. And it's like, I, 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 this thing is, I can't wait for a book to be written. A movie needs to be made about these movies. I want a Netflix 10-episode series directed by Quentin Tarantino about how these movies got made. <laughs> would you not watch that? I would. Place? I would watch it just for the bit about the punching. 
Just for that alone. There's a whole plethora of content. There's a whole plethora of content that you could dive into just by explaining the backstory to this. That is the main thing for me. I want to see grown men act like divas. That's episode six. That's like the arc of the climax. So that that's the thing that builds the tension. Entire episode. I mean, how do I, how else am I going to get to episode nine? Dom's bald head. Also, John Cena's the bad guy. Yeah. How long have we? How long have people been asking for that? Well, he's not going to be a bad guy for long. He's Dom's brother. No, he's not. No. You're, and you're missing the point. The biggest point of all, Han is back, dude. Yes. And he's got a haircut, man. He, he adapts to the time. That's how you know he's been alive. My goodness. I just, like, no, I don't, like, I don't care how they explain it, honestly. I don't care. Are don't you kidding care. me? I, I'm looking forward to how they just gloss over this. I don't care. Okay. That's the point of these movies, man. They're just fucking stupid, and I love it. They don't like it's so it's so much fun. They're they're like they're constantly bordering between this is so dumb. I'm I can't believe I'm enjoying this. To I'm enjoying this. I love it. It could suck, but I doubt it because Justin Lin's a good director now. Like yeah. he's a way better director than he was when he made. Uh, when he got out of the series, he's made at least two or three more movies that are just good. Uh, Star Trek Beyond and... Dead I don't know air. what else. I, don't, I, have no, I have no idea what else he directed outside of Fast and Furious. Um, I, uh, I don't remember either, but he's done, like, he's done at least one more. Regardless. Hey. He's, he's continued to work and he's better director than when he like it when he did Tokyo Drift and just he's never I've never watched a bad movie from him. I know it's gonna at least be a good movie, but like from what I saw from the trailer, it just had everything that I want from those movies. As what like I don't even care about the bad guy. I don't care about like I don't care about John Cena. I've never I gotta be honest, guys. I've never really truly connected to John Cena. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I had a wrestling before him. Those jorts are too much. And uh, <laughs> um, and I just, he hasn't really got me in anything yet. And the last one was the kid's movie. And I just, I'm not saying he's bad. He didn't he get just, you in blockers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. But the movie blockers is just like a standard comedy. And like, He's he does make me laugh. In fact, he made me laugh in Trainwreck as well. He is a very funny guy. The funny guy. I don't doubt that. It's just I I don't know. Like I maybe it's an action. Like it's gonna. I guess it's gonna be hard for me to take him serious because that's so. the only way that I have uh, connected with him. Which to be honest, again, Ildris Elba and Hobbs and Shaw is having the time of his life. Everyone so. in Hobbs and Shaw is having a time of their lives. And he's wanna... eating. He's doing that character. It's wonderful. And I hope he does that here. Alex. Yes. I want to put two things in your mind. One, like a month and a half from now, when whenever we spin the series wheel again, Fast and mm-hmm. Furious is on that wheel. Uh, yeah. So also the Marine. Yeah. So. Two things could happen. 
we can either <laughs> land on Fast and Furious yeah. and go through the entire saga. And end on John Cena. And end on John Cena in a what will probably be a good role for him. Or we could start a series in his very first movie role. Where he bombs horrifically. Oh, but hey, he survived. Um, <laughs> he survived. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Yeah, could go either way. I thought you were going to pass the wheel, and I was going to say no, but how dare you tempt me, you snake. <laughs> um, anything else for news? Nope, that's all that's, I got. It for me. Okay, let me look at the clock here. We had 10 minutes to spare. 10 minutes to spare? What have you guys seen? Okay, let me keep it going. Uh, a good day to die hard. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's um, it? Yeah, pretty much. I've been trying to... We decided that we're going to wait till... Dig- wait till uh, Knives Out goes on digital for me and Mom to watch it. Um, I have it's a free day. Giving. I have a free day on Tuesday. I might go see. I might go see it then, or Ford Vifiari, whichever one. Um, Ford Vifiari is hitting digital here soon. Oh yeah, that's true too. I might just maybe, do that. Though. Maybe I though, just. Oh. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot. Uh, I. What about you, Zach? Uh, nothing. Haven't really had the time. Guys, I am making up for the bunch here. All right. I saw the cutest cat video, guys. He had a ball of yarn. It was amazing. He, he then pulled out a gun and held up everyone in the room and he took all their money. And then this other dog walked in, took off his glasses and said, I'm going to, I'm going to beat that pussy up. <laughs> it was terrible. Right. Yeah, that's about oh. it. I, you know, I believe me, I'm behind. I'm behind at least two shows. I want to for sure get back on Battlestar, but before I do it, I might watch season three of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, it did come out. Yeah, it did. And it's only nine-ish episodes, so I probably can get through it really quick. They really only have nine episodes? Uh, yeah, let me check Netflix real quick. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, I just think it's crazy that they aren't hitting even numbers. Um, Yeah, well, those episodes are like an hour and a half long. So, like... Really? Not... Well, I think they're an hour. Sorry, I lied. Uh, oh, I thought they were going by like British rules. No, they're they're an hour long. Um, they got uh, well, it's an American show. I guess it's eight episodes. My bad. Yeah. See, some of them do odd numbers, and some of them do even. But like, yeah. Um, no, but uh, honestly, I've. I've always been really intrigued by this show, especially since it's a dark uh, spinoff of Riverdale uh, or darker spinoff of Riverdale. Uh, I never finished a chunk of Riverdale. I saw like the first season of it and I liked it a lot. I just have never gone back to it. 
I'm told it gets better, but I've been pretty big fan of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina since the start, though. Mm. I picked it up. It's uh, <clears throat> pretty good. It's a, it's very much a far cry from the 1990s teen comedy. <laughs> Uh, I got a chance to see 1917. Wait, what? You got you saw 1917? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I yeah. I a lot of people seem to think it'll be best picture. It doesn't seem like it's got a best picture win. Yeah, I don't see like it would ruffle too many feathers if it won. Um, and I would say first of all, I really liked it. It was beautiful. Um. That one scene where he's looking out the window of the tower is just oh, it's so gorgeous. Just, yes. It was it was beautiful. Um, with that said, uh, there's some stupid stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, there is <laughs> stuff in this movie. <laughs> I was like, Shit, dumb. Yeah, but I didn't care because I was in it and I was having a good time and I enjoyed it and I like. The performance by the lead guy was great, and the performance by the other guy was really good too. I, uh, yeah, I, I, the work and the time and the effort was, I, I think, a pretty good story overall. My sister was like, "That's the best war movie I've ever seen," and I, I really do, I really do still love Ryan and Bridge on the River, Kwai and Apocalypse a lot. Those three are pretty t- up there, but I would say this reminds me a lot of Dunkirk and the vibe I feel in that movie too. Um, and like neither one of them are like I think watching them together is a good pair. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah, like when they're when the truck gets stopped and uh, it's in the mud and they're pulling it out and stuff and it's like yeah, that's a good moment. It's a nice moment of, of like people connecting and stuff. But then you the camera pulls as the truck is driving away, the camera pulls away. You realize that there was the whole other side of the road that was perfectly fine that they could have driven over. And I was like, mm, this is gonna have Whoops. a lot of. Things. Deacons yeah. missed that. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like, like there's just things that he does that I was like, that's really dumb. Why would you not like yeah. There were some times where I was like, as a as a script and as a story, there were things they could have avoided. Um other than that though, I thought it was great. Uh I have to see it in the theater. And it's the best thing Sam Mendez has ever done. And to see this to see him reach this level is pretty awesome. Um I, I'm pretty happy for him to watch him to watch him get to this point is pretty cool. Okay, based on you seeing the movie, Alex, is Deacon's a shoe in for best cinematography? I thought he was a shoe in before I even saw it. Okay, I mean, the, now you're certain. That, well, the thing is, the, it's the beauty of the shots, the orchestration of it, as well as the the idea that they're all one take. Like, most movies that are all one take win. Because usually the ones that are nominated for that are also executed pretty well. Gravity, Birdman, uh, Children of Men, I believe, was either nominated or won. Like in it, like I think Roma won, and a lot of Roma is like single takes as well. Uh, like if you, it, I'm not surprised it's going to win just for that reason alone. But also, I think it's just beautiful. It really does make you feel like you're in the moment. Um, it. The cheats are there and you, you see them, but you don't care. That's the most important thing to me. Like, if you can see those cuts in a movie and they distract you, it's because they want to hide them so much that you, you are kind of looking for them. Um, or they make them so kind of like 
obvious that it's annoying, but this was a a nice balance of hey, we did it, but it's to keep the pace going, it's to keep the rhythm and the moment intact. If the moment is there, that's the most important thing. If you break that moment, then it hurts. Like that's why I like rope a lot because you you get the conceit, but you don't care because it has a playhouse vibe to it still. Um, and I felt it. I felt it didn't matter here. I just kept going with it. Uh, so a lot of the cinematography really was meant to tell the story, um, and things like the things like him walking out of a him going into a house with a woman and a baby, and she helps him, and then he walks out of the house and then just leaves the door open so that you know anybody could go in. <laughs> yeah. ah. To be Find fair, those soldiers were drunk. The the uh, drunk or not, drunk soldier with a woman, not good. Oh, that's true. So. Uh, I all, all I'm saying is like there's some things that like the, the it's more obvious that those guys have been in that area before and noticed that door closed and like they may go in there they may think he just used it but like also they may go in there so there's just things like that you don't think about because he, you, who's going to shut the door after the camera goes through it just stuff like that it it, it kind of takes you out of the moment story wise but like. Not enough for me to think that it was a bad movie, and not enough for me to think that it was like dumb. I was like in the theater being like, "Boo!" But I was, I I, I did notice them, uh, and right. I didn't care. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Whew. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so now I'm gonna pause it again. I, I personally think I I personally liked Hollywood more. I the more I watch Hollywood, the more I'm getting out of it. I don't know if I'm gonna get more out, uh, as much out of this movie the more I watch it. But that's why I think um, it's so adherent to its genre. It's better with other war movies, whereas Hollywood just is great on its own, and I can watch that. It, it's just so much of its own thing. It's like a lot of it. We are at one minute and ten seconds. Well done. Nice. So, um, then we should go to the. We should go straight to the movie. Well, let, let me ask Zach something. So, what uh, what other Die Hard movies have you seen, Zach? Uh, one and like most of two. And some of three, and that's about it. Okay, so let's recap the fourth one then. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, John McClane is in New York. He's divorced. His uh, daughter has given him a hard time, and uh, he has to um, immediately, for some reason, take um, Justin Long, the hacker, to a location. It turns out Justin Long is involved in a huge heist scheme to rob the 1% and hold the entire country hostage of their electronics and water and, and everything and gas, too. They're going to shut it all down. So John McClane and Justin Long run around um, Washington, I think. Yeah. And, um, and it's Timothy Oliphant is the villain. And then eventually John McClane says something and pisses him off so much that he kidnaps his daughter. And, no, no, uh, no. You meant, no. He killed, he he killed um, Maggie oh, Q. Yeah. He, he killed Maggie Q guy. is in this movie. Well, no. He killed, he killed the bad guy's girlfriend. She knew she could die. And the guy knew it too. And John McClane killed her because she fought. It was self-defense. And 
John McClane rubbed it in his face super hard. And that guy was like, I was just going to, you know, like show you that I knew where your daughter was, but now I'm going to take your daughter. And then he did, and it was dumb because John really gets mad then. I mean, it's John McClane. Come on, don't take his daughter. And, uh, <laughs> and um, him and Justin Long uh, chase him down, and a jet tries to blow him up on the freeway, murders a bunch of people doing it. And John McClane searches the plane. Uh, it blows up. He barely uh, gets out alive. It's, it's uh, insane. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, he then gets shot a lot by the bad guy. And then he shoots himself through the chest to kill the bad guy and uh, saves his daughter. And now he's got a good relationship with his daughter. Okay. His daughter's played by Ramona. By Ramona Flowers, yes. So by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I can never yeah. remember her name. I can never remember her name. And it pisses me off. You should because she's becoming a star. And she's great. Good. <laughs> I think she's going to be great in Princess of Prey. And she was good in Gemini Man. By the way, Zach, I saw Gemini Man. It's insane. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would imagine. Dude, no, you don't. It's insane, man. It's a, it's a really interesting bad movie. It's I, I highly suggest watching it with other people because it's really dumb. Anyway. It's really <laughs> dumb. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's Die Hard 4. Um, this is A Good Day to Die Hard. It's from 2013. And what did you think, Chris? The stuntmen must have been the only people having fun on this set. I agree with that statement, but I also think you hit it on the head. The stunt work is the best thing about this movie, and it's actually, I think, pretty, pretty great, because most of it is practical. And that, that like high-speed chase... The, the things that they're doing are pretty cool and watching them are pretty cool but it, this is there is no other quality in this film the cinematography I hate it the editing I hate it um, I hate the script I hate the script Chris <laughs> I hate the script I, I noticed it's just like this is so Ooh. bad like the script oh. okay, the script was like I can't even describe the script like, it's like it's written from a high schooler. No, younger than that. I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it is awful. It's awful. The things, there's so many times in the movie where people say things and I just couldn't, and I couldn't tell if the problem was the editing or the script because it's certainly not, I, I, it, it's not like the accents from the actors are bad because there's a lot of like, Russian people and like Eastern European people in this, but I, it's the things that they're saying. They, I, none of it makes sense, and it just—it's it's corny all, and it's corny and bad and just doesn't help that the people involved don't care or are not very good. Yes. So as the story goes, Zach, by um, by Kevin Smith's hand. He wrote the scene he was in being pushed by Bruce Willis because he was the only one who truly cared by the time Die Hard 4 was being made about the Die Hard series. He was the keeper of the flame as he saw it because he's the only one who'd been in the production since it happened in the studio and was losing faith. So 
He asks Kevin Smith to help him. He does. They form a good relationship. They may cop out. And it's the worst experience of Kevin Smith's life. Kevin Smith has told many stories, wrote a book about how awful Bruce Willis was. And it opens up the understanding that Bruce Willis from 2011 to now pretty much um, has been making damn near nothing but directed DVD movies because nobody wants to work with him anymore. Because Kevin Smith basically said he's a douchebag. No, it's because Kevin Smith, we understand it now through Kevin Smith, but no, he's a douchebag and people don't want to work with him. The business is through with him. They don't care about his image anymore. Like the, his last good year was 2012. Everything since then has been like whatever. And this year he was in Glass, last year he was in Glass and Motherless Brooklyn, and both of those movies are okay, and he offers nothing to them. So, like, he's just pretty much wasted right now. And this is his, this is the last vestige of him to save this series. This is the last, last stop. 2012, he had Looper and uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Both of those movies, he's very good. And so yeah. he uses that clout to get this movie made. And I do think that when it comes to the stunt work and stuff, it's really great. And I do think that when it comes to the bad guys hamming it up, it's amazing. Um, but it, it, the director is awful. Yeah. Um, the, the, director, <laughs> the director is mediocre. The director is mediocre. The writing is awful. And the editing, I, I, the editing is just terrible. They're just adding. The editing is awful. Sound design's awful. The music actually does sound like a diehard movie, way more it than does. the last one. The music is actually pretty diehardish. I like that. And there are there are like at least two or three action scenes where I was like, "This is well done." So I'll give the director a mediocre. But I haven't liked anything else he's ever done, and none of it is worth mentioning. And I mean, I guess I guess if you like behind enemy lines, maybe that's worth mentioning to you. But I don't think so. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't even say that this is his best movie. This is terrible. Um, this is better than um, his direct-to-DVD stuff, though. Uh, so if this wasn't a Die Hard movie, there's a part of me that would be like, this is okay. But because it's a Die Hard movie, and because there's at least one scene that literally takes a shit on the character of John McClane, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Not to mention the fact that Bruce Willis as John McClane is terrible. John McClane is written terribly. Everything about John McClane in this movie is fucking awful. <laughs> the one thing that I appreciate. Who wrote this? I actually just want to see who wrote this. A Go guy ahead. named Skip Woods. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I see who what he's written, and it makes a lot of sense why this is a piece of shit. <laughs> so, there's one thing I can appreciate. Uh, da, 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 Chris, 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 hold on. Hold you you want to really highlight this guy? I can, I this let him, guy let him do it. gave us Don't the stop him. notoriously piece of shit dumpster fire of a turd known as X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked by that, and then it just look at the rest. The rest is like mediocre to that bad, and it's like A Team Sabotage, the twenty fifteen Hitman movie. I mean, oh. A Team, yeah, yep. A Team wasn't bad, but no. A Team is elevated by the direction. 
Okay. Because like, and and elevated by the fact that Joe Carnahan makes sure that everyone on set is having a good time. You were having a good time with the people in that movie, despite the insanity of it. Also, literally, two of the writer, two of the writers on on that movie are also like reasonable to good. What the other writer on the movie literally wrote, "Smoke and Aces," which is like ridiculous. Oh, Joe Carnahan had his writer on staff. Yeah. He had he had smoking. This is the guy who wrote Smoking Aces. He wrote like some of like the really interesting stuff. This guy wrote the story to um, Modern Warfare Two, which is like helpful. He wrote oh, yes. some hearts. Dream Drop Distance, which is like one of the weirdest but like interesting ones. He wrote all the Arkham movie uh, uh, games. He okay, wrote so Wolfenstein, the, the new Wolfenstein sure. games. He wrote Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, I think we get it. He wrote Skip Modern Wolf. Warfare and 2018 Spider-Man. The guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Clearly. He knows how uh, to involve an audience, it sounds like. What? It sounds like he knows how to involve an audience. Yeah, yes. he knows how to involve an audience, and you can tell that in 18, but that's beyond the point. Well, I'm saying for the fact that if you're playing a game, you have to be involved in the story, both by the mechanics and the story. And if yeah, he's so, writing movies, then he probably knows how to captivate people. Anyways, this guy wrote fucking X-Men Origins Wolverine. This guy, the Skip Woods is garbage. Here's the thing. I can't tell which is worse. What? I can't tell whether this movie or X-Men Origins is worse. X-Men Origins. Origins. I I can't well, I, I can't make that call. I honestly can't make that call. No, I can make okay. that call for you. It's okay, bad. so let, let me don't let me make that call for me because I can't make here's, that call. Here's the thing, X Men Origins, uh, it does have Hugh Jackman and that's quality, and it does have Ryan Reynolds come in and and kill it for a bit. Um, the sin, and it's glossy and it's shimmery, but it's uh, nothing special. The action is nothing special. It's actually kind of ridiculous at times. The story is awful. It's the story is awful. There are scenes that literally waste your time. Waste your time. And it's insulting to the entire franchise as a whole. (laughs) A lot of things in common. Uh, This movie, here's the things. Um, It's a terrible diehard movie. Um, It has great action. But it's not executed properly. It's not shot well. The editing ruins a lot of the moments of these really cool stunts that are being done. There are at least two moments. The moment where they jump out of the building and go on that scaffolding. That one shot that follows them is a lot of fun. But they would die. The fact that they just keep hitting wood and that's their parachute along them falling down a building is... That's really dumb. That's that's super dumb. That's, that's dumb. And the other the other thing where he's... Where he's getting swung from the helicopter through the glass window, it's pretty pretty cool looking. I liked that when they're jumping down into the pool. Like these shots are beautiful looking, uh, and they elevate the stunt work. Um, I think the bad guys are a lot of fun. Uh, I think they're super interesting. I think they're all saying, they're all hamming it up, but the, none of them can elevate what the hell they're saying, or they're improvising just weird stuff. Disagree. Um, can you just imagine like? The, the the board meeting they're having about this movie, and they're just saying, hey guys, let's get a writer. All right, all right, all right. Who should we get? Ah, Skip Woods. Who's Skip Woods? The guy wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine. 
Who's willing to take Bruce Willis's crap? Skip Woods. There you go. That's how that went. So, uh, so wait, <sighs> you disagree with the bad guys about what? They're awful. Yeah, they're awful. They're terrible. Well, no, let me put it this way. I actually think the story of the father and the daughter, I think the story of the bad guys is way more, I think the bad guys are way more interesting than this McLean stuff. Nope. I hate McLean. Nope. I hate them so much. Like I, I hate them both, so much. They're both on the same guys. level of awful for me. Like, dude, no, dude. Like, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-oh. Did his phone restart again? It's hotter. That's there just... he isn't. <laughs> hey, sorry. No, uh, the, my, uh, my, my earphone jack's being weird. Okay. Uh, so you, you, I think the, the, once the guy actually reveals himself as the baddie, um, the guy they've been trying to help, like he just starts like, he just starts hamming it up in the best way possible. I love it. I think the guy, the two henchmen that he's trying, there's like a, I, I, even the guy that kills the bad guy that is in the sauna, which by the way, when you first see him, he's walking with like hundreds of people behind him. And although it's a great looking shot, like it's beautiful looking, it makes no sense. Like, how did he get there? Is there, why are they all behind him? Was he the first one out of the thing? Like, I, I where did they come from? I, I how did, you're too busy thinking about how this setup happened that you're not listening to what they're talking about. But just the guy who goes into the sauna to kill him, like, he's wearing a bandana and he's got chains around his neck. Like, I was so much more interested in who he was than the McLeans. Like, I was like, who's this guy? He's got a bandana? He's gently putting him down? He cares about? Like, who is this guy? Come on, is he a Barry? Is he, is this, who is, I hate the McLeans. That, I, like. I think they're having fun is the point. I think, but when you think about the fact that he thought that Timothy Elephant in the last movie was not being interesting. And I agree. It's nice to say it's nice. It makes sense that Bruce Willis is like, I want crazy villains. I want, I want them to be, you know, whatever. But the fact that they're all Russian and the script sucks, it all looks and sounds weird. It's just for me, it's like, okay, I should have known, but like, okay. So with the villain of this movie, you get, Okay, first off, he takes a bullet to the arm and no sells it. Um, that was okay. That's just a small thing, but let me get to the bigger points. Uh, I don't know why that bothered me so much. Um, <laughs> so, first off, he's this guy. Also, by the opening, I was like, by the opening two minutes, I'm like, this is not a diehard movie. I am in for a just a freak show so he's like okay i got this thing that i am gonna take to my grave and then people are trying to get it and so then and it's like okay later on when he's at the cia safe house he's like okay i will give you the thing and but you gotta get my daughter out too i was like Okay, so he's the he's like the MacGuffin, and then you get to the hotel, and <laughs> his daughter turns on his daughter turns on him for money, and then it's revealed that he was the bad guy pulling the strings all along. 
which is just didn't just I didn't buy it. I can't tell you why I, I didn't I, buy it. I, I don't totally, buy it. I don't I totally buy it. Did. Totally. I don't. It, it did. It didn't. It didn't move. It. It didn't. For me, it didn't like um, move the needle. I was like, okay, he's the bad guy now. I'm like, oh, why? Yeah, but they, fine. They, they lay it out. I'm done, but fine. Well, that's the thing. The movie's so. I'm going to explain to you why none of this works when you watch it, and why it works when you're done watching it, and you want to think about it. Most people don't want to think about this movie after they watch it. This movie's bad. I clearly don't. I actually, I was watching it, and when I got to the end, I was like, holy shit. The bad guys, they put so much time and effort in the backstory of the bad guys. And they took no time to understand who the fuck the McLeans are. That it, like, it's so insane. Yeah, I was, it, I, it, you don't it, need it, to know who the McLeans are. They, you, you got well, four they, movies. They don't need to know. There's a scene where, like, the, the kid, okay, so first of all, I'm going to make my crazy statement of the night. The statement that you may disagree with me the most about. Um... I feel bad for and actually to some degree like Jai Courtney in this. I'm with you. Thank you. Like he, okay, this, the idea that his son, like they have them having a contentious relationship, fine. Not that contentious. Like it was really bad. And the fact that he doesn't even know his son is a spy is like, whatever. Like just, it's well, crazy. I think that's the point. Crazy Right, I mean, you don't know a spy is a spy. I mean, yes, but like, I I don't know, like just to whip it, like his his dad is a cop and his son is a spy, CIA spy. Like, this is Alias now. We're on Alias. I I it's just crazy to me. It's just out of the blue. It's not it, it, for me. It's crazy. Um. Because we also don't know anything about the kids, so I guess you could, but regardless. The moment where he gets a rebarb in his stomach after jumping out of the building, and he's like, I, I don't have a plan. I don't have an escape plan. I'm screwed. I don't know what to do. And he's hurt badly. That was his John McClane moment. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, damn. If this was written well, this would be the moment. This is the thing where he has to look at his dad. And his dad's supposed to look at him and be like, it's okay, man. I get it. Let's do this. Let's keep going. But no, he looks at his kid and he's like, are you going to be a baby about it? You're going to whine like a little bitch? You're going to be a little bitch baby about it? You're going to cry? We don't cry in this family. We don't even hug. What, what's the matter with you? I was like, what the? F what is going on right now? <laughs> it's totally opposite of who this guy is. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. And then, not to mention the fact that he almost, like, Bruce Willis should have died so many times before they even get to the building that they yeah, jump off of. the way this it's movie defies physics. Just screw The way this movie defies physics. He's a superhero in this. Like, I hate it. His son gets, the, like, his son gets the crap eaten out of him, but he, it, he is fine in every regard. It's, it's so Bruce Willis ego, it's ridiculous. It's hilarious to me. Uh, but I think Jai Courtney legitimately was like, I, I'm going to like when he, when his, when Bruce Willis looks at him and says, I love you, boy. If I was that actor, I, that would mean the world to me. I don't care how shitty the set's been. I don't care how like bad, you know, this movie's going to be. I, if I, if I was like, I cried because I was like, I feel for Jai Courtney. I really 
I, I to be in that moment that had to have been like the greatest thing in the world for him. I, I even if you know Bruce Willis is a dick, like you, you like John McClane just said he loved you because you're his son. That's awesome. And I think there are moments in this movie where Jai Courtney feels that. And I think that's what he felt this movie was supposed to be. But it's not. He's the secondary character. John McClane is the... Well, he's the third character. John McClane is the second character. And the first character is by far the bad guy. His story is so fleshed out, it's ridiculous. First of all, him and his partner caused Chernobyl. They caused Chernobyl. That did it for me. I was like, this is okay, Michael Bay, so, man. That's amazing. They caused Chernobyl, and then they stockpiled uranium. His partner screws him over, so he has his daughter infiltrate his group to get him out of jail. And then they screw that guy over for the uranium. But they can't because the McLeans screw him over. And it all makes sense. Like, he gets revenge on the guy, like... You feel the moment, like the actors just eating it up and chewing the scenery. Like, dude, his his it, he's so much more interesting than John McClane. He is the closest thing. He he is, in my opinion, the closest thing to to Hans Gruber that we have gotten. Like, for me, it was just like, I I guess I stopped caring. I was just like watching this. I'm like, I have no reason to care. Any way, shape, or form. Like, all like the time. Okay, the, the like I was trying to say. The thing I appreciate about all of these movies, yes, this included. It kicks off like that. It's just like a little bit of setup. Boom, you're in. I appreciate that. I think the setup sucks. It does suck. That's why I tuned out. That's why I was just like, no, we don't know who this, this guy is, is stupid. We don't know who this bag. We don't know who this guy is until well to the point that Jai Courtney is pulling crap out of a locker and being like, he's a political prisoner. And then this, that, and he starts pulling out all this exposition. It's like it would have been great to know this when you guys were chasing each other down the road and shooting people, and like all of a sudden his partner is like the guy from Pitch Black and Too Fast to Furious. What's Cole Hauser doing in this movie? Like I, it just everything happens too fast. There's no exposition. There's no character for the main characters. All the setup is awful. In fact, John McClane is the reason it's so awful. He's the he is our guide to the movie. He's the thing that we need to carry. Like he's the character we're the most we want to see the most. So the fact that he's like walking around going I'm on I'm on vacation, but really you're there to pick up your son from jail and fix the relationship. But the fact that you don't even know that your son was involved in an assassination in Russia with a political prisoner, how do you not know that? How is that not all over the news that the son of the guy from, like, four major events was in an assassination attempt? No, successful. How is that not world news? Yeah. Because it was in Russia. Dude, that's still world news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. That's like, if, if that happened and then John McClane went to Russia, do you not think that any of those fucking news people would walk over and be like, hey, it's John McClane. Your son's over there. Do you have anything else to say about Nakatomi, about uh, Washington, D.C., about because the airport, about the you saved the country? Because in their minds, I'm willing to bet, if we make him a celebrity, 
that ruins him. But they didn't think, but they didn't think about the entire, the rest of the movie in which he survives everything. It's like, maybe that will ruin it. I'm sorry. In the second movie, he literally is chased down by a reporter the entire time and then uses her helicopter to save the day. He's famous. But the, I bet they were like, if we make him too much of a celebrity, if we give him that status, that ruins it. No, again, yeah, they did not think about the stuff he survives in this movie. I, okay, I, but here's the thing. The question is not, let's make, how are we not going to make John McClane a celebrity? The question is, how are we going to avoid the mess we're in? Because the problem is, A, his son is a spy who was just in an assassination attempt on a world scale level. That's the problem. It's a world scale level thing. And yeah. second of all, all you like, John McClane is now involved. Right. He just How does this the not, world that is true. How does this not at least cause World War Three? Like there, it's just I, there's so many things I don't understand about why they decided to not have John McClane know what's been going on with his son. Also, Even recently, he had to have a cop come up and be like, hey man, your son's in jail in Russia. And like he's like, oh man, I, I th- maybe he's on drugs. Maybe he was selling drugs or something. No, you need to go back to your like job. You need to look at your partner and be like, you're a shitty cop because you needed <laughs> to do your research better. He wasn't just in jail. He... He performed a coup de grace. He was on trial for a war crime. He was on trial for a war crime. You're a terrible cop. So, um, just, oh my God. (laughs) Oh man. I don't even know where, like, okay. So, Physics, right. Physics, physics, physics. The physics of this movie are so bad. And I just also, okay, no, no, no. I found out what I was going to say. This is a Michael Bay diehard movie. Uh, are you talking? They tried about that to make diehard something like Transformers because that's popular. You know what? I don't disagree. Those That, that certainly is here. Don't cry. Stop being it. a baby. Well, there should be more hot women. Okay, beta male protagonist. Nonsensical plot. Stunts are great, but the editing is terrible. Um, And it all, and most shots don't even last more than like, like a second. Also, the guy's on vacation. Okay, that has nothing to do with Michael Bay. But you know what? John McClane is on vacation, darn it. Leave the man alone. He's not on vacation. This well, is that's what he vac- said. Take it up with him. That's because he's written terribly. He's written like a moron. He's written like a, just the worst person ever. He's a terrible father. He believes in terrible things. And the only thing he's good at is killing people. Like, he just punches random people after he stops them in the road. No wonder he hits you with his car. So, here's the thing then. Do you think... Okay. This sounds like, to me... You're probably going to think you're, you're talking me off a cliff. This sounds like, to me, 
a version of John McClane that came out of the alternate Die Hard 3 ending. Because then wow. that would have made more sense. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's a good call. Yeah. So what I feel like they went with totally... that ending. They went with that ending for sure. Movie. Yeah. Because, like, why would his son hate him when he saved his own daughter and has a good relationship with her? She apparently has a relationship with him. That is true. How would he not know he saved the world? Yeah, dude, that is a good call, man. They totally performed an... Uh, this is the Logan. <laughs> this, this is the Rise of Skywalker. This is what it is. This, this is a Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Sorry, like, Zach. Yeah, this is an alternate universe. This is an absolute alternate universe, man. That is that is so interesting. Yeah, he blows up the guy with a rocket launcher. He's not a cop anymore. <laughs> Wait, he well, he still becomes a cop, I guess, but... I don't know. Um, no, no, no. But certainly that tone of character. Certainly that tone of character. Here's what they did. No, no, no. Forget that he became a cop again. They just skipped the fourth movie. Just pretend he did, like, the fourth movie doesn't exist. They went from three and to five. In that ending, he got the FBI kicked him off the force. No, he was still NYPD. He wasn't FBI. Anyway. No. No, 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 no. At the in the alternate ending, the FBI got him kicked off the force because they oh, thought right, he was right, right. scheme. So they he couldn't be a cop anymore. But I mean, what what does it matter? His son's a spy. It's years later since the nineties. He can get his badge back. Yeah, you're so, totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> I one hundred ten percent agree. This is so the only way that makes sense. So here's the thing, then. What does that make the Die Hard Three alternative ending better? If this movie's the result, God no, no. <laughs> that is the oh, thing, Chris. Chris, so, go it, back. So what did that have been? Would that have been worth it to do that? No, if this was going no. to be the result. No, absolutely not. not. It would not have been worth it. it. Why would you ever suggest that, Chris? I wasn't Seriously. suggesting. I wasn't suggesting. I wasn't you are suggesting. No, he's the, he's saying no. He's not suggesting it. it. You know what the problem is? This is the thing. When people say I'm living in the worst, like the worst um, answer to the world, like we, I live in the worst universe. We live in the universe where we got both. So I don't know what that means. We got the we've got the ending that leads us to live free, die hard, which is not a bad movie. Uh, and it's like, okay, I think this is trying way more to be a diehard movie be, by the fact that people just keep saying the name McLean a lot, and that's pretty much it. Like, there's some other things, like the bad guy pretends in front of them, and they have to decide whether or not he's pretending. There's double crosses, the music is there. And I think the son is supposed to be the John McClane surrogate, like Justin Long and, and Samuel Jackson. Those, those things are there, but like, Die Hard 4 is more fun. It's a better, it's a better time. Like, I like the stunts in this, but like, I would much rather just like watch a 30 minute behind the scenes reel like they did for Mad Max and just watch how these stunts were made. Cause I am interested. Like some of these car stuff is pretty cool. I feel like people got legit hurt. I feel like maybe they broke some rules making this. <laughs> I don't care if it was CGI watching that truck crash into that, um, like, no, into that, in the back of that, uh, in the back of that uh, truck bed, that was great. That Soup was stuff. really nice. 
That was really good. I don't care yeah, if it was they, CGI. It looked great. And they give the moment it's due. They slow things down. And they like, obviously would have killed those two guys. That's another thing. They do that. They should have died. But they don't. They have a shootout with the cops. They even take a break shooting the cops. To sh- also. He just gets in the car with the away from saving those cops. How did they get out of that mess? Exactly. Um, in the middle of traffic getting shot at by cops. How did they show up later unscathed? That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> they were doing it all the time with Sly and Arnold in the 90s, okay? Yeah, but, but those movies are fun. That is true. They do it all the time in Fast... No, they they try to get away with things like that on a story level in Fast and Furious. But the editing and everything else is far more competent than this movie. Like, this movie is just like, we're just gonna, like, uh, we're just gonna move on. They don't do anything. Right. Um... That's, like, bad. That's not so... That's not stupid fun. That's just stupid. So, the car chase, right? Yeah. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I feel like I'm just watching noise. Especially when, like, they, all the times that people are saying stuff, they don't feel like it's the right time. Like, Nor do we really get a good look at their faces because the... Bleh. Yeah. No, it's not... The editing is awful. Cinematography's awful. Have these guys ever heard of a tripod? Um... Well, thank John, thank Bourne for that. <laughs> this was so past Bourne, though. This is 2013. The thing, when something happens and it's good and it's cheap, then people do it till it wears out. And then the people who have no shame do what's cheap. This was a year before John Wick. That's the point. Again, this is better than directed DVD stuff. I guarantee you we're going to get to like. Marine Four. Oh, oh, dude, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you've seen more than I have, but I, I have a feeling like the action in this is going to be better than those. But like again, this, this is you nailed it. The stunt work is great, not the action scene. Action scenes suck. Right. Stunt work is great. There's two good, good action moments, but they're not good scenes. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I like what John McClane. I like how John McClane killed. Like how they. I like how they get rid of the bad guys. I got to be honest. Getting in a truck and then driving that out of the helicopter. Okay, that was great. Weighing it down, (laughs) and then his son being like, "Dude, I'm just gonna murder you," and he throws him into the blades of the helicopter by swung the blades that were swung by his own daughter. So his daughter murders her father, which is awesome. And then the daughter's like, I'm going to kamikaze into these two guys. And as she's about to do it, they jump out of the way. And you even see her face be like, I missed them. And then she just, you know, crashes and burns to death. So, yeah, no, pretty awesome. That that was actually, oh, man, that, man, that still hurts. Uh, that was pretty fun. That was pretty funny. <laughs> He's dangling in the truck. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> that was that one no, got me. I'm just like. Yeah, I would say uh, um, not only did it get me, I think that I think that Live Free Die Hard has a is a great movie all the way to its last action scene, and then its last action scene is bad. Right. This movie is a 
terrible movie all the way to its last action scene, and its last action scene is actually pretty good. <laughs> no, here's the thing. When he threw him off the building, he looked like they tried to recreate the Hans Gruber shot. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, they recreated it. Oh, yeah. They were totally, totally homaging it. Yeah, homaging if it, you yeah. will. Homaging it, but you know what I, I, you know what I thought in that moment. I was like, okay, um, and then the son says, the son says something cool because the bad guy says something stupid. He's like, uh, I'm, you know, uh, he's never gonna see your dad's gonna die. He's never gonna see you get promoted. Uh, and then he laughs. It's a pretty good laugh. I'll give the laugh. It was pretty good. It made me laugh. Yeah. And then Jack's like, well, neither will you. And he throws him off the building. And I like that. Because it's it's what I would say. I'd be like, well, neither will you, dude. And then just like throw them. Like, of course. So you should have said that. But it's not a yippee kaye motherfucker. John McClane right. still gets that moment. The son doesn't really have a catchphrase. Why didn't they give him one? Just out of context, text just says, neither will you. What? <laughs> the next movie is just like, why would you do this? Why wouldn't you just die? Neither will you. What? Bam! Right in the head. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. He's dead. So he lives, but you shot him. It to me, this ending was up there with the kind of insanity that you see in um, uh, the last Mission Impossible kill. Yeah. Um, So for me. Um, just okay. One last thing about the stunts: the bit with the with the balcony blowing up. Just that about the like when um the safe house gets raided. Yeah, yeah. And the balcony blows up, and like, okay, that looks pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, you nailed it, man. This, yeah, like, man, the stuntman must have had just like. A blast, and then they were sore the next day. For sure, like, they must have had a ball. Um, if there was an if there was an Oscar for stunts, this movie would have been nominated. Absolutely. Um, depending on what came out that year, it may have won. Um, so. Uh- I'm ready for grade. I guess we got a grade. So, do you want to go first, or should I go first? Well, I want to. I want to grade the movie, but then I also just want to have a little like moment for the series. Uh, <laughs> a retrospective. Um, I, a, a, a retrospective. Yeah, I, I can grade this movie pretty easy. I'm going to go D minus. Okay. There are so, so many reasons why I want to give this an F, but I the stunt work is quality, and I think Jai Courtney. I don't think he's as bad as everyone says, and I want to give the the movie a little bit extra because I, I think he was earnestly trying. There are moments where he's like, damn you, McClane! Damn you! And I was like, you, you suck. <laughs> and, then there, and then there's a time where, like, the, the bad guy hits him in the, in, the scar, in the car chase, and he, like, just turns around and gives him the finger, and it's like, what are you, what are you, five? <laughs> no! <laughs> And 13 like just dude what are you doing wait a minute wait Why? a minute You're i must have missed this i must have missed this it was must have been during the mess of a chase so he <laughs> okay 
okay, no, this is a prime example. Okay, so the bat, so um, Jack is driving, and right. the henchmen hit him with their big truck, and McLean is driving in a tiny truck. So the truck hits Jack, and at some point he does the finger when he's behind him. I don't know if it's the beginning or whatever, but he hits him, and then McLean hits the truck from behind him. So McLean is a car, a truck behind his son, and he screams after he hits that truck, Jack. And Jack hears him, and he goes, I'm not done talking with you. And then all of a sudden, there's just like this flash to the truck ahead of him. And then McLean is like, who the hell are you? But none of this is executed properly. It's all just like really off. And you're like, yeah. are they talking to each other? Is this happening in different, like, it's almost as if you were in the in the car in each one of those things, but you felt the shift of going from each location. And it all just felt really weird. Um, but yeah, like... He gives him the finger, and it's like a just—it's really dumb. No, actually, that, really, that actually sounds great to me. That actually does sound pretty great. But see, that it sounds great on paper, but he doesn't execute it well. Just like damn John, damn you, McLean. Like none, none of it's executed well. But by the end of the movie, I think when he's like, like having that moment with him at the car, I honestly think he's got an idea of like no. what he thinks the journey of the character is. I think by the end of shoot, Jack knew what he was doing. It sounds like you okay, you remember Taken, right? So after the whole construction site brothel ordeal, the French police guy is following him. And so he runs the red light and does a U-turn. And then Liam Neeson just flips the guy off. Yeah. That's what you that's what that sounds like. And I think that that sounds great. I don't know why, but that sounds great. Because that's a cool moment. Jack's not doing anything <laughs> cool. He's just that driving is... this guy on the ass. And he's just like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, man. You ain't... Stop. Stop, man. Fuck you. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. Grow up. That would have been great. No, I... I have to see it again. by getting away from the guy. When you've, when you've outsmarted the other person, totally give him the finger. Why not? Because then you're like, I beat you, dude. But he's not beating him. He's on your ass, and you're doing it because you're like, get off my ass. It's a road rage. I guess I'm willing to, like, be okay with it because McLean's have a knack for pissing people off, so he just did it just to piss them off or just be, like, petty. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine by me. Fine. The idea of it is fine, but Jai Courtney does it in a way that makes me hate him. That's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing that people are reacting to. There, I understand what people are seeing about Jai Courtney that's annoying, but I'm seeing in this movie an earnest actor who's happy to be the son of John McClane. Because if you look in the IMDb, you'll see the list of other people that were in there. And it's obvious they probably just picked Jai Courtney because he looks like him shape-wise. They look like father and son. But they had people like Ben Foster on there. They had people who like were good actors in line who would have murdered this. Just they would it would have been so great, especially when you see what some of these people are doing now from then. And it's like you 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 picked him for his shape, and he's really and he really is trying. But nobody on this movie really is is doing their best. He's the only he maybe is trying, but he just shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. I like him in Suicide Squad. Now I understand. Like take him in makeup, let him play a character, let him be a goofball. He could be a new Chris Hemsworth. Why is he? go around being same with same thing is fine too like i understand what people say they're boring but like, no he's, he's just uh, gotta i think sam worthington's great as uh, alex mason and black ops anyway 
So, for me, hold on. I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. Dang it. This is the worst ones. Okay. So, look at the light. Look at the light. <laughs> Seriously, look at the light. It'll make you sneeze. So, I just want to remind you that auspicious women sitting in a lake giving out swords is not a basis for an appropriate form of government. I think I'm <laughs> horribly. Oh, man. Um, and what's worse is he died this week, and I didn't even talk about it. Yeah, we did forget to talk about Monty Python. Uh, oh, Monty Python, right. Okay. Put that on the series wheel. That's not a series. A I prank. don't care. So... Chris, if you want to sit and talk about Life of Brian, I will talk about Life of Brian with you. But I don't think you want to talk about Life of Brian. That's the problem. So, the... G- Good day to well, die hard. It was, in fact, not I, a good day. So. <laughs> I like the idea of offering the Monty Python movies as a series. Yeah, I can see that for sure. They're all just like silly comedy sketch movies all in the same vein as each other. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, D minus D- for me. Um, I think Jack Courtney is trying, and I believe in what he's trying to do, regardless of whether it works or not. And I think the stunts are great. And I think some there so, seems worth. But overall, it's a bad movie. This is a bad movie. And the weight of that grade is because of the diehard name. Oh, man. I'm dancing. Um... Ted dancing. It's weighing on you, huh? Getting to uh, and, F, I, and Jim, F, yeah, I, oh, I didn't think you were going to go higher than an F, honestly. Not even, I didn't think the you would even stunts get this. are the best plus. part for me. Otherwise, didn't care for anything else. Like, Jai Courtney, yeah. I'm not okay, surprised. <laughs> He's he's trying his best, but besides the script being um, painful, it's just, I guess there's not a lot you can do. Uh, He is an anomaly to me. So, he didn't, okay, Bruce Willis obviously didn't give a crap. Um, Clearly. I think he did. I think he did give a crap. I just also think he's such a big jerk and such a controlling freak and such an egomaniac pre Madonna that he, the people that he got working with him are just either international. They're, they're people either so out of mainstream business. Um, they're, they're not A grade or B grade. They're C grade. And they're thankful to work with him. And then they do. And they don't know how to deal with him because they've never dealt with somebody like him before. And this is what you get. So, I think this movie suffers the most from um, the first, like, the opening moments of your movie are so important 
and this movie loses me early on. <laughs> it really does. You don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, and it didn't help that the car chase was edited like... It's not as bad... The editing is not as bad as Catwoman. But I'd say it's like oh. a good second place. It's not incompetent. It's just not engaging. Right. That's some. Oh, it's somehow overall pretty worse when you have the stunts being really good, and it's just everything feels like they're like it's off a bit. So like it's almost incompetent. It's almost incompetent, but just barely. So, and then like I didn't care that I didn't care about the villain because I feel like I've seen that a hundred times. Now I feel I feel you know, it's just like, oh, he starts out as that. Like, wait, wait a second. Okay, no, we didn't. Okay, Hans Gruber is different because he was a villain throughout. He just we just knew he was posing. We didn't know that this guy was posing. That's the difference. He does the posing thing later to them, and we do know them. Yes, but then it just feels like well, we already know. You know, like we are ahead of the characters, and I feel like that's not what this movie should have been doing. Um, yes, diehard movies are fun when when they're ahead of John a little bit, and John eventually gets ahead of them in the third act. Yeah, but this movie does like when you're like on par, and then you're ahead, and then. But then, no, like, you're so far ahead. And then, it's such a short amount of time. And Again, then, finally what, catch up. What you're describing is the entire evolution of a character, and that's the bad guy. The bad guy's super flushed out. I don't, I don't, I understand you don't find him interesting, but what I found interesting was how flushed out he was. He is an, an interesting character for the sheer fact that they gave him so much of a backstory. The reason that that's such like a weight to it is because you're supposed to be following John McClane. The fact that they are so behind is they've dedicated so much story to this other and everything they've offered for your main characters we don't like. It's not good. It's just for me I just feel like it was just it it felt like like empty and all this movie makes me appreciate the first one so much more. Yep, it does feel hollow, yeah. Like, and then it just reminded me so much of Michael Bay, and I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I'm over this. The, okay, the main villain, like, twist, okay, I think I, I okay, so like, the villain twist kind of reminds me of like a pro wrestling heel angle that I've seen a hundred times. That's probably where I've seen it, like, a bunch. I've seen it in pro wrestling. They do it all the time. And I'm just like, okay, I've seen that before. Like, twist whatever. after after twist. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, he's the baby face, you know, like he's the he's the good guy. He's the good guy up until a certain point, and then and then like it looks like he he, he got betrayed, but then it turns out he was actually the betrayer of the act of the bad, of the bad the- guy that we were following. And then <laughs> It turns out that he's the bad guy. I was like, oh, for God's sake. He's like, okay, I've seen it before in wrestling. 
Yeah, they give. It's really this is a story about. Well, they said that about the first. The director said that about the first movie. He goes, really, it's the story about Hans Gruber, and John McClane is the thing that screws him up. He's John McClane is the antagonist to that protagonist in the story, which honestly is kind of the case. The difference is the first few minutes of Die Hard, where they give us the story of him and his wife. If him and his wife didn't exist and he was just some guy wandering around the vents of that building screwing with Hans Gruber, it would be pretty interesting. But it ultimately Gruber would be the protagonist. And they did that here, but they did it to the detriment of everything. And they did yes. it to the detriment of like especially when John McLean himself is bad and his son is so not necessarily boring, but he's not fleshed out either. And he has them they there are the moments where he has those John McLean moments from other movies that other characters have, including John in the first, but it doesn't work as well because John is an unlikable guy standing there being like, are you going to be a baby about it? And it's like, well, John, dude, come on. It really just wrecks the whole thing. So it's not a sloppy F minus. But I don't think it's close to that. But I just cannot find it in me to look myself. Like if I had to look in the mirror and say, I'm going to give a good day to die hard, a passing grade. I couldn't do it with a straight face. Here's why I can't because I live with guys who, when they zoom through Xfinity and see Bruce Willis on the cover of, of a movie, they're going to click on it. They don't really care if it's a direct to DVD movie that, you know, has 50 cent in it. It's not really shot well at all. It was all shot in New Orleans in probably like a month or something. The script is terrible. Like the, the shaky cam is incredible. It never stands still. And everyone looks like they just got out of their hotel. There's no costume department at all. It's every, every major actor that's been in there is not famous anymore. And they all have, you can tell, just wanted to do whatever they want with their character. And the director was like, fine, I don't care. Who cares? And it's just, this is better than those. Those are failing grades for me. And I've seen one, I've seen so many of them. But Bruce Willis just comes in for like a day or two. And he's awful. And he's not trying. And you can tell that he isn't even there on the same set as certain scenes with other people. I've seen movies where a guy has walked out of his house and he turns around and he sees Bruce Willis exercising. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? And Bruce is like, hey. And then he walks away, but you can tell through the editing that they weren't there on the same day, and that is a double that's doing exercise in the back with the main guy, and it's like, he doesn't even have the time. He just doesn't care. This is the... This is is a passing grade for me for the sheer action level. I was ready to give it an F. I was ready to walk in, and then I was like, damn, no, Chris is right. The stunts are great. And there are a couple action shots that I was like, you know what? If this was in a better movie... I would be celebrated. And then he killed the victim, the bad guy in a great way. And I was like, yeah, dude, there's some great stunts in here. There's some great action moments, not scenes. And that is enough for me to be like, yeah, if this was in a directed DVD movie, I would be, I would be super shocked. If this was, if this was in a Scott Atkins, we'd all be celebrating it beyond belief. So, um, I go D minus. Zach, based on what you've heard, what do you give it? Uh, (laughs) Couldn't even begin to give it a judgment. Sounds good. All right. That's that's about right. So that was (laughs) the Die Hard saga. I wouldn't call it a saga Uh, since it was only five movies. That's a saga to me, dude. I feel 
Is it nine movies for you? <laughs> yeah, no, he's right. He's right. Fast and Furious does and those the kind fast of movies. Saga. This was a yearning. This was a yearning. And uh, I I, got to be honest, I love one. I love three a lot. It made me appreciate. I I liked two, but it made me appreciate four a little bit more. Um, And I I saw some good things in this one, but I think it's I think it's horse poopy. So one is good. Two is fun. Three is good. Four is all right. Five is deaf. Uh, one is classic, yeah, two is okay, three is very good, four is good, and, uh, this is really bad. This is insulting. He wants to make another one. They, they want to make a prequel with, 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 they want to make a prequel with framing devices of John in the future. So, uh, it would be him in seven, in like 79, they say. But the whole point of Die Hard in the first movie is that he's never been in anything like that. So, but maybe they are, I guess they're going to make us feel like that doesn't matter. Or that he, like the reason he can do that stuff in Die Hard is because he's been through, I don't know. I don't like the idea of a prequel. Eh. No. I, I say like, okay. uh, I say commit. Why can't people just commit? Just bring Jai Courtney back and just like have the father and son do something. Bring uh, Mary Elizabeth, like bring all the three kids back. Bring the mom back. Yeah, dude, I'm watching him fly from the helicopter through the building, and I like it. It looks pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Curiosity wheel. So remind us what's on it. Damn by. Hold on, I just lost it. Okay, now I'm back. Okay. Titan AE. Okay. Yeah, I really want that one. Wanted. Oh, I want that one even more. <laughs> um, Heart and Souls. Okay. Space Balls. Okay. Citizen Kane. All right. The Maltese Falcon. Fun one. Love it. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Again, also a fun one. Love it. The Dark Crystal. Great movie. Apocalypse Now. Okay. Book Smart. Eh. Dread. Okay. <laughs> Your Book Smart's really fun. Should have been nominated. Bridge over the bridge on the River Kwai. Can't wait. Surfs up. Can't wait. Um, and about time. Yeah, about time. A, a good romantic dude. You're gonna like it. I think it's really good. Um, before we spin, let's decide what we're gonna replace it with. Let me pull up my backlog. <laughs> Your oh, backlog. Excuse you. Yeah. We have some backlogs. Oh, man. I got three options. What do you got? No, no, no. You guys go first. Whatever you guys got. Go, Zach. You go first. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, please. Please go first. I still got to figure out which one I want. I have a whole backlog myself. No, say what your backlog is, and then we'll help each other. Yeah. Okay, so my back mine's really good. <laughs> uh, imitation of life. Okay. Uh, imitation road... of what? Imitation of life. Yep. Nice. Uh, road to perdition. That's right. 
uh, Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and Grand Budapest. That's right. Hmm. I have not seen a lot of Wes Anderson besides his animated stuff. Mm-hmm. I might have to. Okay, if I, if I were to pick out of those, I might go Grand Budapest. Well, it's a good thing it's not your choice, is it, Chris? No, it's not. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I want to pick something good, but I think we have a lot of good on there. Chris and I have been talking about this. There is a lot of great caliber stuff on there. And oh, there I've got three stinkers, I think. We got, oh, see, I thought you... Don't you caveat me now. Like I think you know there's stinkers. This is what I'm gonna bring to the table. I think it's a good iffy one. Um there was a movie starring Guy Pierce that is pretty much like uh, uh I guess you call it like escape it's like a, a mix between Escape from New York and um Lockout? Oh, you know. Oh, uh, yes. You know what? Is now that I've said that, I scratch it and I'm picking the movie They Live. Oh, oh They Live. What is it? I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, you might. Even though the end got spoiled to me accidentally. Um, the end doesn't matter. The journey. Yeah. Um, all right. Are you ready for this? You need some John Carpenter, baby. I mean, I still haven't even like made my suggestion. But are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna make your pick here? Mm. All right, Chris, you make yours, and then I'll I'll decide. All right, yeah, what's your three, Chris? Here are my three. Are you ready? <laughs> this is so stupid. You just like torturing us with these terrible stinkers. Mark Wahlberg's Max Payne. Okay, yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Chris, do you know who made that? Do you know John who made Moore? that movie? John Moore? John Carpenter? Do you know who made Max Payne? No. Do you know who made that? Do you know who made Max Payne? That movie? And then didn't make a movie until made A Good Day to Die Hard? <laughs> John Moore? Are you serious? Yeah, dude. He made, he made Max Payne and it didn't do well. And then years later, he got this and he, you know, isn't really working that much. All right. The Wachowski brothers, Jupiter Ascending. Not their Wachowski Wachowski siblings. Oh, siblings. Sorry. Sorry. Dude. Yeah. You used to the pronouns here, Chris. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what they were. It's an adjustment period. It's not even an adjustment period. They've been transitioned for like almost six years. I haven't watched a lot of their stuff. I haven't seen them in the news a lot. Okay. Yeah, same here. I don't know what I don't know what's happened entirely. Wachowski siblings, Jupiter's ending. Gosh, choice. I like that choice a lot. I just like people keep talking about it, and people have like varying opinions on it. Like, people, oh, people that I watch have, like, very good opinions on it. I was like, it's the best movie. It's the best movie ever. And I was like, it's the worst movie ever. And I was like, and it came out at just the right time where, like, YA, like, BS is being released. So I'm like, okay. All right. I want to see. I Okay. Let's see what this is all about. Um, it's, it's a bad movie, but it is also a very good time making fun of. Okay. Last one. 
Um, ready? ready? What? So, Zach, what was your pick? Well, he has one more he wants to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Oh, man. Oh, man. William Hurt, Gary Oldman, Matt LeBlanc, and Lost in Space. Yeah. Man, that is a good choice to me, man. I gotta be honest. That's the I haven't seen movie. that movie since I was a kid. I watched it all the time I- as a kid. Chris, I remember so much about that movie. I remember that movie very well. In fact, yeah, I know that movie pretty pretty well. Um, uh, oh, wow. Uh, so, Those are my three choices because I've seen Max Payne um, I, I, like four times. I've never seen Jupiter Ascending. And I've seen and Lost in Space in 2001 <laughs> was one of my one of those movies I watched like between the ages of three and five. Um, so Max Payne's gone. Take Max Payne out. Really? Really? Yeah. Dude, this what the hell so are you talking hard. about? Dude, okay. So first of all, I've never seen Max Payne, but I've seen the other two. So I'm telling you right now, versus the other two, Max Payne should go. I should go. Uh, <clears throat> either that or you take out Lost in Space. Because Lost in Space, um, I don't think it's, it's a bad enough movie to, like, get a lot out of it. A lot of us, A, I don't think, A, I kind of like it, but I also like it for dumb reasons. Like, A, I liked it at the time that I was the same age as the young girl, and, like, she was kind of my thing, and I had a crush on her. Then, like, there's, like, this this blandness of watching a movie so much on cable that, like, you get used to it, and I'm kind of used to it. I liked Matt LeBlanc. Heather Graham was cool. Um, So I've got, like, a soft spot for that, but I know well enough that there's not enough that happens in that movie to get like funny stuff out of us. So I'll give you, I'll, I say take that one out of the fold. If you think Max Payne is dumb enough to make me, like, to, for us to find interesting stuff to talk about, Ooh. sure. But I guarantee you, Jupiter Sending has enough batshit insane stuff for you to be like, what the hell did I just watch? But is it going to be like a speed racer? Or is it just going to be loved anyway? Speed racer wasn't this- loved anyways. Yes, it was. Are you serious? Okay, so how much Zach, love yes. that movie is there? Yes, I got to be honest, Zach. There's people in my real life that I've run into that are like, I love Speed Racer. So Speed Racer has a fan base. Although I personally don't like Speed Racer. I honestly think Jupiter Ascended looks better than Speed Racer, but I don't. I don't remember how Speed Racer story goes. But like, I, Jupiter Ascending is just it's so it's crazy, but it's beautiful. Like, Jupiter Ascending is pretty beautiful at times, but also it's just. There's, there's so many things I want to talk to you about in general about it. It's just so bonkers. Um, and just the decisions they make. Well, at the same time, I'm just enjoying how dumb it is. I think it's a good time to make fun of. Channing Tatum is an albino wolf boy on, like, gliding roller skates. Wait, is that tan? He's not albino. Yeah. Um... He is, in, I mean, in the sense that his hair is albino. He's an albino, okay. like, albino dog. It's okay. weird. Right. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking through my collection to see if I can think of anything else. By the way, Zach, Grand Budapest Hotel is on the good backlog. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, then I guess we can't do Grand Budapest. That's fine. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Not they live. I changed my I changed my choice to. Oh. 
I got it. I got it. It's what it's between two choices in my head, but I think it's gonna win out and be Charlie Chapman's Gold Rush. Charlie Chapman's Gold Rush. Yeah, Gold Rush is so good. Okay. All right, Chris. I might pull. Um, I have to pick something. Dude, I'm sending. I'm I think gonna do you a small favor on this one. Mostly because I know, Chris, you've never seen a movie quite like this one. I am going to choose... Oh, yeah, that could be really bad. Anyway, go ahead. A movie based on a comic book. Starring my favorite actor of all time. Blade. No. (laughs) I said my favorite actor, you dipshit, not yours. Wesley Snipes is great. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is great. Wesley Snipes is great. But I mean, it's probably a chicken person. My favorite actor of all time is Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. No, he's going Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. It's he also got Stanley Tucci and Daniel Craig and Paul Newman. And Good Jude choice. Good choice. And so I, my, my, yeah. I'm also looking... I don't think you've ever seen a movie like Road to Perdition... And Agreed. It's it's a comic book movie, which is hilarious. It's a crime movie. It's it's kind of a noir at times. It it's directed by Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes so, against type. Okay. I'm looking through the bad backlog and I could add two more to this, but I don't think I want to. Nor would you have the time to really process it. If we know they're bad, they go on the bad wheel. Dang it. All right. You know the rules, dude. Don't we don't know that. how bad. <laughs> the problem. No, don't do that, man. No, we know it. Like, that, <laughs> okay. that's the thing. Okay. Like, I okay. know Jupiter Sending is a bad movie because I've seen it recently, but you haven't. It's your choice. That's why I'm there. There are two of these that I have not seen that. Oh. Could... No. Okay. okay, one. No. Two. Three. No. Road to Perdition. No, Fine. Road to Perdition is a solid movie. I don't know how truly good i'd say it is but it's been a long time since i've seen it and i'm hoping it's as good as i remember it being it's a half an hour of it like a couple weeks ago and it holds up which one road to perdition yeah does it oh i'm so excited now uh (laughs) yep i'm going for road to perdition okay all right road to perdition the gold rush Uh, i can't pick oh these three are so oh man well, like, exactly. Chris, I wouldn't exactly call the movies you chose good, but like two of um, them I haven't seen with a straight with like with like a clear head. One of these I've never seen. I, I here's the, the thing. thing. Max Payne. Max Payne. How when was the last time you saw Max Payne? Oh God, years. Years okay, since fair. like it came out on FX. That kind of, that kind of works. Um, Lost in Space. You said you hadn't seen as a kid. I again. I. I I, if you think that there's enough interesting stuff in Max Payne that you can recall that you think would be fun to talk about, how it looks, how Mark Wahlberg acts, the story, any of that stuff, then bring it to, I don't care if it's good or bad, but just if you think that it would be interesting to talk about, then bring it to the table. I, have I can tell you what I think of Max Payne without, like effort, without even having to go into this. I can tell you it would be as bad as Sahara. That'd be what? Sahara wasn't as that bad. It just did not 
age very well. Yeah, and neither does Max Payne. That's the problem. Max Payne is, in yeah. fact, 12 years old. Um... Sarah was boring. That was the thing. Like we, we watched it with the intent of it being a fun movie, and it wasn't even that. And that was the point. But that, that's why we made the wheel, though. That is literally why we made the wheel, because like something like that could be fun. But I, I think I, I'm telling you right now that Jupiter Ascending, above all of them, has enough bad shit stuff and saying that like other podcasts have done it. It is a legit bonkers movie okay. that if you have not seen and want to see, for that reason, then fine. But if Max Payne is the nostalgic one, you want to go back and see if it's legit a fun movie, then that kind of fits the restrictions too. I'm taking Love and Space out. I just, I think it, it won't give us enough to talk about. I I like I, it kind of, but also I personally I just don't like think the it's idea good of of Jupiter sending it as weird as it is. Uh, but then you you both have seen. Jupiter Ascending, so you I already know. I haven't seen Maybe it should have went on the bad wheel. I haven't seen Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> of Jupiter Ascending, I think, honestly, I think the interesting decision here is that Jupiter Ascending does deserve to be on the bad wheel. I think, I think Zach and I do know what happens in that movie enough to like it. I think it's a bad Ooh. movie. I've just heard a bunch um, of crazy shit about Did that you movie. just I turn know. into a robot? Wait, did you have you never seen it, Zach? No, but I've heard it's batshit crazy. Okay, Wait, so okay, What? So Zach's Wait. never seen it. Okay, so if I'm the only one that's seen it. Yeah, okay. he's never seen Jupiter. All right, I'm flipping a coin. I can't do this anymore. But I've, I've been but here I've forever. I've never seen Max Payne. Lost in Space has to go. All right. I like to keep that. If you want to bring it to the table later, but I think in this choice with these ones, it's the weakest. Heads? The other weakest, like... Heads, Max Payne, Tails, Jupiter's ending. Max Payne. I choose Max Payne. Max Payne? God, I hope it's not as boring as this was. <laughs> Man, I hope so too, but... Although, now that I think about it, the whole the whole point of Max Payne were those slow-mo scenes in the movie, remember? Ah, God! Do you remember those? The slow motion scenes, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think those are probably going to look exactly like the better-looking action scenes in this movie. Like when he's jumping from the helicopter, or when they're jumping off the building or through the right. window and down through the pool. I think that's going to be look exactly like Max Payne. And if the rest of Max Payne looks like the rest of this movie, yeah, I will never forgive you, Chris. All right, are you ready to spin the curiosity wheel? Wait, which one of our choices is going to go? Oh, that's right. Are you ready to spin the miscellaneous wheel to see that's who right. see, we goes go onto the wheel? Miscellaneous. I'm ready. Oh, I guess. Edit. I guess. All right. So I'm going to hold this road, one up forever. Not Rod Road to Perdition. And then... I'm just gonna point out, if Max Payne loses here, I'm not. We're not putting it on the backlog. Why not? Well, yeah. Cause. <laughs> hey, well, let me put it this way, Zach. It's his backlog. Honestly, if he wants to bring it up as a choice, hey, again, I have Max all your. Listen, I have a good backlog, which is what we all contributed to. 
the bad backlog that we have all that we have all contributed to, and then the curiosity wheel with the curiosity backlog that I have gotten almost nothing from you guys, which is just so it's just left to me. Okay, now, I'm gonna give them that caveat for the sheer fact, Zach, that you are gonna make me watch Fantastic and Beasts. The two things that go on that do not get <laughs> okay, okay, are going okay. on the curiosity Chris, backlog. Chris, Chris. Alex convinced me because I'm making him watch Fantastic Beasts. I win with Byron. <laughs> I forgot. That's another thing. What? Like, Fast and Furious is on the series wheel. And... <laughs> so is the Wizarding World, though. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm going to make Alex suffer through two movies because I'm an ass. All right. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be going crazy. It's going to be awesome. I just think that J.K. Rowling can't write a fucking movie. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, Chris. You can go on the backlog if you want. Yeah, I'm putting the two that don't get selected on the backlog because you guys got to contribute to this, too. All right, here we go. Sure. That was not fun very good. Do, 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 do. Yes! Max Payne, baby! <laughs> that did not sound like it spun very well. <laughs> spun? Do you want me to spin it again? I yes. will spin it again. Yes. That sounded very British of you, Chris. Did you want me to spin it again? I'll spin yes, it again. I want you to spin it again. Okay. I want to no, 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 no. Spin. Here's what we're going to do. 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 If it was truly meant to be, Chris... It will get it again. <laughs> Chris, when you no, spin, are you actually do. spinning it or are you pressing a button? I'm pressing a button. And it does so the same thing either way. Yeah, there you go. Hold on. That's not what I want. Hold on. We're going to do this the right way. The right stuff. Gosh dang it. Okay. While he's looking it up, folks at home, center. I want you to take note. We'll decide. Here we go. That's what I want. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not. Dang it. Okay, hold on. Fill the dead air. <laughs> Fill dead air. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something about movies. Movies are moving pictures. Pictures that move moving are scary. pictures. They are not. Chris, are you pictures. doing screen to screen? Wait. Yes, I am. Oh. Okay. Because I'm sick of your crap. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Orson gets screen to screen. Yeah, sore loser. He's a sore loser. I am a sore loser. <laughs> there it is. Okay. All right, Chris. Let's see the screen to screen. I gotta put the things in first. Uh, am I on screen to screen? Because you guys are getting a. Oh, no, you're on your phone. Okay. Aren't you? Because then you can't get it. Okay. Expand. I can't. No, I can get it if it's on my okay. phone. I have to just choose right. it. If you can switch it yourself. Oops. Then I'm like, well, bad. Rush and road to perdition. All right, I want to see the screen. And boom. Add that. Go back to Skype. And let's take snapshot. Here we go. Share screen. Share screen. Can you see it? Can you see my screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You see the right. choices right there? Yes. Okay. Click this to is spin. Click to spin. Click to spin. Here's the Nothing arrow right here. 
That's the arrow. They've landed on the gold rush. Are you happy now? Are you happy yeah. now? Huh? Yes. Do you believe yes. me now? Yes. Good God. We've been doing this for two and a half years, and never once have you questioned my wheel. Okay, but the only reason I questioned this once is because it spun for like... It did not. The like... sounds were late. Okay. The sounds were late. I kid you not. I gotta be okay. honest, the sound that aggressive, and I, you know, it's a weird app to give it that, but Chris, Chris, tell me the truth here. Have you ever lied in your life before? No. No, did I lie on the, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes. You were so late that. Oh, great. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you know, we can just cancel the show right now. <laughs> Oh, man, okay, when it comes to the wheel, when it comes to the wheel, I have never lied. Not once. And he's always been pretty fair with the wheel, man. Alright, alright, alright. Chris? So do I have to spin it one more freaking time for you people? No, 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 Never once, in two and a half years of doing this, has the wheel come into question, and never once have I lied. So do I, I have to spin the I wheel again? Chris, I, I will can, do it. I can tell you for a fact I've questioned the wheel multiple times. No, you have <laughs> not. Not legitimately. <laughs> but this, I'm mad. I'm so mad right now. Time. Oh, he questions the wheel all the time. Uh, but either way, you proved it. Fine, we're going to spin it again. We're going to spin it again. Let's spin it again. This time, I'll, this time I'll put on exactly what the other one had. What is that? I'm spinning it again. Wow, you don't got it. You, you proved it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, because you saw it. Yeah. I don't see what's wrong with that. All right. Click on the wheel. Click the spin. Let's see what happens. Oh, look. So it's, it's the gold rush. Great. I... Will not say that I'm excited, but I'm excited. God, I hate you guys sometimes. Because <laughs> I honestly, never once have I lied about the freaking wheel. I'm never always freaking once. Oh, don't put me on that. But he does question you all the time. I do question it all the time. <laughs> this isn't I put all the freaking curiosity choices now, so you guys can see the damn wheel. God. Okay. I didn't ask you to do that. I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad. When did I ask you to do that? When did I ask you to do that? No, Zach, shut up. No, shut up. Zach's I'm done. Always I'm done. Baby. Zach's always been the baby on this. I have. But never, Once I've never... Zach's always been an asshole about this, dude. Always. You can, Chris, you can put so Max. Just because on. it's his show now, he's going to get exactly what he wants. No, Chris, you can put Max Payne on. It's fine. You're giving it to him. That's you giving it to him. You're giving him oh, the power. landed on Gold Rush twice. We can't do that now, and Zach's already seen it, so we can't. <laughs> no? Not Chris. This is how we're doing it. This is how we're doing this from now on. Chris, uh, this is exactly how we're doing it now. Chris, can you, can you just stop for one second and breathe? Just breathe. Well, yeah, if I wasn't breathing, I would be dead. You know what I mean, man. You can be sarcastic if you want, but you know what I'm talking about. 
the Millennium Falcon, not the Maltese Falcon. Dude, how how interesting would it be if the end of that movie they unravel it and literally like a model of the Millennium Falcon? And they're like, it's so real. It's so the real Falcon. And it's like, yeah, it's a fucking shit. <laughs> okay, look. If you landed on it and you proved it, I'm fine with it being Max Payne. If we can all just get together and say that Zach likes to ride your ass on this shit, I'm fine with that too. But dude, just call, let's just calm down and just say it's Max Payne. Like, I'm, get it. I'm you, fine. You, you proved it. I, I, not, it's just you don't have to be don't have to be upset about it. We all know where it came from. Like he's done this. It's not a big deal. You still have the right to say whatever it's gonna be. It's still your show. If you want it to be regardless, you have the little control. That's. I said thing. I would not override the wheel. Yeah, yeah the but you did. Pain. After Narnia, I said I would not override the wheel. The wheel You're set. not overriding the wheel. So, Chris, why, what, why are you overriding it now? No, because it landed on Max. No, Zach didn't believe you, which he's done before, and now you're really upset about it. And it's probably because it continues to happen. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still make it Max Payne. Agreed. All right. Let me double check here, sharing the screen again, that that list is correct. Oh, he's fell. Dead air. Are you conceding that you're going to go with Max Payne? Let's spin the wheel. You guys ready? Oh, come on, man. I don't know. I, I just want to know now. The gold rush. Oh, no. Ready? Sure, man. Whatever. Yeah. The Maltese Falcon. That's a good one. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. One. I like it. I'm excited. It's a good one. Maltese Falcon. I've never had a Malteser. Ah. What are we replacing it with? We're replacing it with the Gold Rush. Come on. Okay, fine. I like the Gold Rush. You guys didn't want me to put Max Payne on there either. No, I'm not Max Payne. You proved it. Wait, is that why you're not doing it? Because if that's why you're not doing it, I understand that. But no. also, that's not that's not how the wheel works, the man. Wheel the wheel on my phone. And then on Max Payne, give me a hundred thousand Bibles or Torahs, whatever. I will swear on it. Please. It landed Max on Max Payne. Payne. Yep. I Max agree. Max Payne with that. it is. Max Payne it is. Fine. Max Payne. That's the reason I want it on the wheel. If if I understand that we gave it shit and you feel bad about that, putting it on the wheel or having it be a choice you want, that's fine. But also that's not how the wheel works. Like that's why surf stuff is on there, man. Like sometimes stuff I don't want is on there. That's what makes it interesting for me to talk about. Like, that's the whole point. So, don't let don't let that distract you from it. But like, outside of us not believing you, man, I get it. It's irritating, but I I believe you. I always go with the wheel. I never really question it. Zach, 
likes to ride your ass on that, and it's getting to you. Fair enough. But if the choice was Max Payne, and that's what won, that's the whole point. To I let just... the serendipitous... Alright. I think, Chris, you're gonna Maltese like Maltese Falcon, Falcon though. Uh, it's how okay. So, Chris, what, what? How many 1940s movies have you seen? Zero. Start to finish, zero. Have you ever seen a Humphrey Bogart movie? Probably not. No, probably not. I don't think he's ever seen a Humphrey Bogart movie. Do you know the name Howard? Well, Hawk? I'm a fake gamer, so. <laughs> what did, did you, you say? I'm a fake gamer, so. Wait, 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 wait. What? Fake gamer is me. I don't know how that has anything to do with Humphrey Bogart, though. Oh, me not knowing anything. I mean. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what he's saying. He's saying that because. I I, I got it. Okay. Uh, Well, regardless, uh, do you know the name Howard Hawks? Sounds familiar. Pretty famous director. Um, and I don't really think you'd know if you'd seen any of his movies. But you're, yeah, you're um, in for a treat. This is, uh, this is one of the defining movies of my favorite genre ever, and that is film noir. I literally, stu- when I was studying film noir in college, this was the example of film that we watched. So, you know. It's something, Chris. I, I know you're, so far on this podcast, the only real experience you have with old movies is Plan 9. The, this is much, much, much Oh, that's right. This is I much, much, much fun. better than Plan 9. I can tell you that of, right Yeah, out of old films, I think that's the oldest we've gone. And in fairness, it's pretty old. It's That's, uh, that's the 1960s, <laughs> is Plan 9, right? I think it's 50s. Uh, it might be. 50 sounds more like it, but it could also just be the old family. Uh, 1959. On the border. border. Uh, so, okay, so, um, this is the movie that made Humphrey Bogart a star? This is the movie that, like, launched director Howard Hawks. This is his film debut, I believe. Um, and it's... John Hawks. Wait, John Huston made this? Yeah. Okay. I was saying it pretty confidently, but in the back of my mind, I was unsure whether it was Hawks or not, because Hawks did Big Sleep, right? Yes. That's why I'm confused. Okay, both the detective stories involving Humphrey Bogart from the 40s, so I get confused. Uh, also, I love the books more of Sam's, of uh, the, the detective from The Big Sleep more than anything else in the movies. Yeah, yeah, no. like a, this, this is... But, uh, uh, John Houston, yes, John Houston. John Houston is also just as important as Howard Hawks, but he's way more um, pro- he's way more prominent in westerns than yeah. Hawks was. Hawks was like could do comedy and stuff. He was more prolific, I think, than what he could do. But John Houston is also very important. Probably his most important movie would be Treasure of the Sierra Madre. But he worked a lot with Bogart. Um, he uh, found pre- he yeah he pretty much made stars out of him, Peter Lorre, yeah. Uh, Sydney Greenstreet, all these people like these people yeah. were like, 
uh, just breaking in. And Humphrey Bogart had been in the business for a while, but all of made all of them stars. And yeah, I think this was John Huston's debut. Yeah, this is Chris. You're really in for a treat, dude. Like honestly, like I really, really, really want to get you start diving into the, like the good old movies, like Gold Rush, uh, Modern Times. Maltese Falcon, Imitation of Life, Tora, Tora, Tora. Okay. Ernst Lubitsch, Frank Capra. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Um, yeah, It's a Wonderful Dark. Life. Singing in the Rain. His Go Friday, the Marx Brothers. There's so many people I want to show you, dude, that people just oh, don't know about. Chris, or Alex, Alex, one of my favorites of all time, which I, I think Chris would think is so funny. Is like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or just oh my God, Chris, you—that's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, to, like we're you're the, in, honest to God, Chris, the Maltese Falcon is like your introduction to the some of the best old movies ever. I mean, these are films that literally started genres like Star Wars, like Indiana Jones, like Road to Perdition like Max Payne, like John Wick. I mean, these films wouldn't exist without stuff like The Maltese Falcon, Modern Times, Gold Rush, Imitation of Life. I could go well, on, comes on, to on, on, on and on. Yeah. What? Uh, I was going to say, so when it comes to modern-day action with Maltese Falcon and Humphrey Bogart, he was like the first real, like, man's man. Men, men saw him, and they were like, I want to be that dude in a tough situation. Yeah. If, there, I mean, if I was ever scrape, he's the guy to get me out. Really, Chris? Maltese Falcon is the film that started the action genre. It, it really is. It it is the film that just began it all. I mean, it, it this is it. Like I don't I don't know about action. Like I wouldn't expect a lot. Well, of I mean, he started film noir, which started mystery, which started detective movies, which eventually were big in forming uh, slowly the together. western genre like, and the western. What? Yeah, there's a lot of like people slapping guns out of hands in this movie, so I would expect a lot of action. But like, uh, no, you're right. You're totally with like the genre hops and everything. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, Chris, is that eventually, and I think I'm actually going to suggest this on the Curiosity Wheel next next time is Stagecoach. Ooh, Stagecoach is real good. Stagecoach uh. is the first major Western film ever made, and it that is the movie that started the Western genre. And the Western genre is the genre that became action-adventure sci-fi. Yeah, like, Westerns were, like, the superhero movies of its time. They were just everywhere, and people were like, when are we going to get rid of these? But, like, it's uh, usually when I think of superheroes, I do think Westerns are an interesting point about that. Yeah. But, uh, what, like, film noir died, too. Like, everything is connected to certain eras and what, reflected, what they were reflections of at the time. One of the most important things about the Maltese Falcon and the way it's done and everything is that it, it was it, it it helped define part of the look and the feel of it and everything. Mm. But the war fears and everything and and how people were coming home and how they viewed like the American dream and how they tried and lost so many things because of their PTSD and all that stuff. That's where film noir would really go. This is like good detective mystery, like follow the guy. Yeah. Um, Chris, I also want to get you really deep into watching John Wayne stuff. John Wayne is so good. You remember Brick, right? Yeah, I remember Brick. Yeah, it's a lot like Brick. I figured. This is actually the film that probably Brick was inspired by, very much so. Figured. Well, yeah, a lot, uh, more so in the dialogue. 
anything, but this is there's a lot of visual things going on here too that are just beautiful. All right. I, yeah, this is I love this. This is one of my favorite old films. It's well, very good. That's good because the next bill we're spending is the bad one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Going back to that hellhole. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have to. And then after the bad wheel, it's the series good. wheel. Right? No. Good. Good wheel then series wheel. I don't think we should hop into a series so quickly. Yeah, but like you weren't here for a lot of it, so we did like five, five movies in a row was a lot. Okay, then we we can jump around stuff for a while. That's okay. We can shake it up. That's all. Good. I'm fine. Maybe mid March, we might go back to the series wheel. Maybe depending uh, on how we feel. Uh. Either way, man, I think, honest to God, Chris, I want you, I, I really do, and maybe Alex also does, I really want you to be able to dive into some of these old movies and really, really find love for them. Dude, I want everyone to. I want everyone to watch old movies. Like, I, I, I don't know what started me in them, but like, I, to me, there's no difference between The Gold Rush and Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, these are... It's entertaining. Yes, I think the old, old movies are so much fun. They, they're, they're, they're a different animal to watch. I, I think like you have to go into them with a little bit of sense of understanding that the, the acting quality and the, the everything's a lot lower, but the, the benchmark is so much lower in general, so you enjoy yourself a lot more. I just yeah. I, when it comes to the Maltese Falcon, I just think, just I want you, I I want everyone like to feel what I felt when I first heard about everyone involved and that it was like their first outings out, and just how everyone swing for the fences and how it's just fun of a movie it is for it. Yeah, I mean, the the thing you're gonna notice a lot, Chris, and about especially about old movies is that acting as a as a art has evolved so much like now films are about feeling real back then it, everything was character it, it was all about character it was all about trying to portray the best character you could like i mean humphrey bogart is trying to portray the best possible sam spade he could possibly portray and he he embodied that character way more than what you would see like Mark Hamill being Luke Skywalker. I mean, he 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 delivers his role very very Luke Skywalker as but but film has really lost a lot of its it's very you know, you're not thought of as much as uh this character but more as who this person is. I mean, when you saw Sam Spade it was just Humphrey Bogart, really. Yeah, like he he was the image of who he was out off the film was just as important on film. Like it, like they were equal. You were when you went to go see a Humphrey Bogart movie, you went to go see it. And we don't really have that anymore. Yeah, well, like, like you don't see big. You kind of see it with actors like Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill, you know, nineteen seventies when he became Luke Skywalker, that was still happening quite a bit. You there was Mark Hamill and then there was Luke Skywalker. You know, but both were just as important, and they both still are just as important. But actors like Daisy Ridley and 
you know, and Adam Driver and all that. It's just Adam Driver being Adam Driver portraying whatever character role he is. It's it's all about the off screen, less about who the actor's portraying these days. And and back in the forties and even earlier, but then that it was, I mean, th- there was there was the actor and then there was the character, and there were two very very different people, but you still loved both of them. What what do you think you're What do you think you're gonna get out of this, Chris? Well, it's the appreciation of a 1941 movie. I want to. I think I'm not gonna appreciate it as much as you guys do because I'm such a dumb idiot millennial. So, if anything, I'll just be like, "Huh." So that's what it was like back in the day. Not bad. Okay. Cool. Okay. So now that you know you're walking in with that, this is what I want you to do. Then, I say, don't watch the movie right before i say watch it once and during the week just once whenever you feel like you want to watch it you got the time you just no one's around you're like i want to watch a movie and watch it get that feeling out then watch it again before we watch it and then the second time you watch it when you know the story you know everything and things are going to be because this story is kind of confusing a little bit um when once you do it the second time just put yourself in sam spade's shoes just what just like feel that guy just always look at it from his perspective and like try to feel out the world and then you'll stop looking at it like that's what movies were like at the time then you'll just be like this is what the story is so i think it'll help to get that out of the way once and then the second time just try to put yourself in the shoes of it and if you can't then you can't but it's just i think something that may take more than once for you to do it i've learned to do that since last jedi so I'm, Some movies need that, and if you're like totally outside of your realm with something, and you know that that barrier is there, break through it, and then take a second to just breathe it in. The thing is, Chris, especially with old movies, is you can't look at them as this is what it was like then. You got to look at it as it is what it is. You got to look at it as this was a different benchmark of things going on. You can't look at this as you can't look at this movie from the perspective of how does it compare to modern movies with modern effects and all that because it'll never compare. It just won't. It, it it's they're two very different worlds separated by a because times were simpler back then. Well, yeah. it's also it's also just jarring because the things yeah. that were popular then are not necessarily. We were talking about acting. Zach was talking about acting. One of, the, one of the things I find super interesting is that there are movies that do have the subtleties of acting that yeah. you just have to get past with the things that were popular. So, yeah, the, like, like Bogart may be acting and talking very fast and getting it out because that's how people acted tough in movies. But then there are the moments where he stops doing that and he, like, puts his hand to his mouth. And, like, you have to take your time to realize that, oh, there was subtlety in there. It just wasn't as, like like crafted until like brando would show up and james dean would show up and like real emotion would start to come out there is subtlety there but in a movie like this it's more so like who can you trust who can sam spade trust that's the thing you need to walk in it's like legit he doesn't know who he can trust and all he can do is just play sides that's it and you, you it's just so much more difficult to compare these kinds of movies to even stuff in the 70s. I mean, the only thing you can ever truly compare movies like Maltese Falcon to are other movies from that era. Also, I think there are times where you just can't get past it. Sometimes I watch something from the 50s and I'm 
Like, I just can't get past this. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, this is what was popular then. I don't care about beach movies from the yeah. 60s. I get why people like Tarantino see something in them, but, like, never been a fan. Like, I get musicals now, and it took a while. I, I'll, I, there's a lot of, like, stuff from the 40s that I'll never understand. 30s get real crazy before the Hayes Code, and they could just do whatever they want. Um, so, there, yeah, you, it's not so much that you can't get past those things. It's more so just like, oh, it's the 40s? All right, I'm going to step myself into the shoes of the 40s. Here we go. Like, yes. some things you just can't get past. Like, scores are probably the biggest thing. Scores is a very big thing for me. A lot of them are super abrasive. Like, I love Rebel Without a Cause, but I hate the music. If I could just watch it with the voices only and, like, the sound. I don't need music in Rebel, but they give it to me every time, and I fucking hate it. So, like, some things you can't get over, for sure. It's just, it, you, it's never going to happen. Yeah. The, the thing, the, uh, like I said, the, the, the hardest thing about watching these old movies is not trying to compare them to something like Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker or whatever. It's, it's what's most important is comparing them to what movies, other movies you've seen in this era. And unfortunately for you, Chris, you don't have as deep of a reservoir as me and Alex do with older movies. So it's going to be really hard for you. But as you watch more and more and more, you're going to start being like, okay, this movie is That's why we're doing it. than other movies. What? That's why we're doing this. No, I understand that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm coursing you. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's why yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, you might not like this movie on first viewing, but like maybe after you see something like Gold Rush or Modern Times or Imitation of Life or Stagecoach or Cabin of Dr. Caligari or Tora 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 or, or Rebel Without a Cause or or the the blue okay, bicycle like there's so many things like i honestly i just here's what i want chris very simple just accept a movie for what it is yep. accept the story for what it is if yep. you if you can't leave but that's all, all i try to do with every movie every movie i watch even if it's bad i'm like what are you what was the point of this what are you trying to say what's the story like that's it that's like if you, that's the only barrier that you should have to cross. And if you can't, it's because it's probably not well-made or your tastes are just never going to match. You're never going to really want to watch a movie that is like the devils that is very much against religion, like in a spiteful, hateful way. There's some beauty that movie, but it's not for you, dude. Don't watch it. So like you don't, you don't need that. You know where your barrier lies. So just accept a movie for what it is. You watch this, it's in black and white. Okay, I'm watching a black and white world. If I'm watching in a black and white, what do the shadows mean? What's the light for? What's the fog for? What, like, you'll see X's a lot in this movie. X's mean something. And it took a while for people to realize it. So, like, there's, you just need to kind of be like, okay, this, this is what they're giving me. Do I like it? But accept it for what it is. And that, that's it. The, yeah. I, I accept the good day to die hard has good stunts. And that's it. I Chris, you're gonna find. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't assume this. Chris, I'm gonna. Okay, hold... I'm gonna put a time limit on how much you try to talk me into a 1941 black and white noir. I'm gonna put a time limit on that now. <laughs> that's smart because it's gonna happen more than you think. <laughs> I ultimately, Chris, we you're gonna love these movies 
because they're so much simpler. They're as weird as it is, 1940s movies were very much in favor of religion too. Like they really <laughs> are some I'm just I'm just excited that you get to watch some old movies, dude. I'm just like excited yeah. any, anybody old, does. Old. You can see it. Yeah, well, these are yeah, what if it's old, man? I Who just wants? yeah, I yeah. That's that's all I got. I think All right, well, there you go, everybody. We have wrapped, we put a bow on the on Die Hard. At least it wasn't as bad as Transformers. Um, no, but now we're not all friends, so you know that happened. <laughs> Man, I got a lot of. I have a lot. I have a lot of unchecked rage and aggression. So, white male rage, white male rage. Half white male rage, half white male rage. Um, ah, damn it, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, next Just week, next time. <laughs> so next time, um, the Maltese Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon. All right, uh, later, everybody. Say goodbye, guys. Yep. Yippee ki Maltese Falcons. Hashtag release the McTiernan. Good day to die hard cut. That was uh, not as good release. as last week. That was not as good as last week. I already did that joke. I didn't think hashtag, that one through. Hashtag put away Skip Woods's cut forever. <laughs> hashtag burn it. <laughs> skip Woods's cut hashtag, of everything. Hashtag. hashtag skip Skip Woods. <laughs> there you go. That was the joke. I tell him nailed it. Hashtag Skip Woods' is over party. <laughs> Woods is over party. Oh, I love it. Cancel culture.